Hey, everybody, if you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com stuff right now and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code stuff and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and there's Jerry over there. So this is, as they say, stuff you should know. Who's, who's that? Me. Okay. Just me. Gotcha. No one else calls it this. <laughs> Everybody calls it that, um, what do you call that? That's what they call it? Right. You know, the one with the dudes. Right. You just <laughs> ramble on. Right. Go on tangents. Oh, stuff you should know. I have a family member that even, uh, uh, you know, not blood relative, I'll just say that, who a couple of years ago were like, you know, you guys, you need to get to the point. You can't even, sometimes there's like six to ten minutes of stuff where you even start talking about the thing. Yeah. I was like, I know, sir. Glad you enjoy it. Yeah. This is not someone I see a lot. Just trying to be vague. Would, would he know who, who he, he probably doesn't even remember saying this. Oh, it was at a party or something? No. I'm just, I'm banking on that. Okay. Maybe if I see him again, he'll say, I, I know heard, what you were saying. Yeah, I heard your message. I know you were talking your about Your thinly me. veiled message. <laughs> right. <laughs> it came on the heels of the neighbor's dog telling me to do stuff I didn't want to do. Oh, right. He hears messages everywhere. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. He's not the son of Sam. No. No. David Berkowitz, right? Yeah. We should do a show on him. We really should. Well, you know what? We should do a show where we talk about all the ones that we <laughs> said we would do a show on and just forgot. Just a list. <laughs> yeah. 30 just minutes. Just read the words out. Yeah, that'd be neat. David Berkowitz. Uh-huh. Number 28. Just start some Andy Kaufman-esque thing to see how much will people take right. before they hate us. I read a really cool Rolling Stone profile of him from like 1981, maybe something like that. Oh, really? Really good. Nice. Um, On Andy Kaufman? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a really interesting cat. I know. He was basically just doing it all for himself. Yeah. That's why he was into comedy, yeah. just to amuse himself, nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> so it's takes a lot of cojones. And I think uh, he inspired a lot of people who ended up bastardizing what he did to, uh, I think a lot of people that thought they followed in his footsteps brought a mean spirit. Yeah, like Bob Newhart. To things, <laughs> to their to their work. <clears throat> uh, like Gilbert Godfrey? No, like, you know, um, like, you know, Bor- Borat Kirsten. and stuff like that, where you're, where you're masquerading as someone to get a rise out of somebody. But the joke's really on that person. Yeah. I, I gotcha. I mean, I like Borat, too, but uh, I don't think Andy Kaufman, I think he always had a sweetness about him. I see what you mean. I don't think he was ever mean-spirited and tried to make other people look dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's my dumb opinion. I think the joke wasn't between him and the audience on another person. The joke was on the audience. And yeah. the joke was to himself. Yeah. It was between him and himself. Whereas with, like... Um, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh-huh. you're laughing. Everybody's laughing at Ron Paul, right? You know, 
Well, like you know, you saw. Did you see Man on the Moon, the mm-hmm. the movie? I haven't when, seen it in a long time. It was good. Yeah. And when he uh, first did the wrestling thing with his future wife, <laughs> yeah. and afterwards she was so mad. And he was like, "Wasn't that great? Like you were so terrific. You were wonderful." And she's like, "What? What's going on?" He's like, "That was such a great performance." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, I thought you were some jerk." Was it Courtney Love? Yeah, yeah. What a bizarre casting. I know. So that's uh, Radiation Sickness's intro. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> well, we, we had to mention something light, because this isn't... No, this is this is rough stuff. Yeah, pretty heavy. Uh, the the one good thing about radiation, this is a Grabster article, by the way. Yeah. Is that the one good thing about it? <laughs> yeah. Well, the one good thing about Radiation Sickness is it's surprisingly tough to get. Yes. Most people who just go about their average day exposed to sunlight or... Um, you know, even, uh, microwave in their coffee. Yes. Yes. Mm. Or, you know, tuning in their favorite radio program. Sure. While it's around still. Yeah. Um, or talking on their cell phone. That's another controversial one. Sure. You're not going to get radiation sickness. And the reason why you may get cancer from these things, who knows? But the, um, you're not going to get radiation sickness because the the energy, the radiation coming from these things, like your cell phone, from the sun, yeah. from the microwave, are of a low enough frequency and a low enough energy that they don't have the potential to ionize, um, they create ionizing radiation. Which is? Oh well, that's where a <laughs> that's where radiation knocks an electron off of an atom. That's right, creating an ion, and ions can wreak serious havoc. Yeah. It's in a, a, in a human it. body in particular. Yeah, so you're not going to, uh, in fact, even the cancer that you might get one day due to long-term exposure to your cell phone, if that's even a thing, um, that's not called radiation sickness. If you right. worked uh, at a power plant that leaked and ended up getting cancer, that's not even considered ra- radiation sickness. Or if you're an x-ray technician and you get radiation poisoning or, or cancer years later. Yeah. Still not radiation sickness. Radiation sickness is where you are hit with such a huge, immediate dose of ionizing radiation that you die pretty quickly from it, and you're going to also experience immediate symptoms. Yeah, or you become the Incredible Hulk, right? In the court, in the in the uh, case of gamma rays, it was gamma, wasn't it? I think so, right? Yeah, he wouldn't have turned into a monster. That's that's fictitious. He instead would have um, possibly lost consciousness, maybe had diarrhea, vomited. Uh, he probably would have had blistered skin that would have never fully healed and would have formed scars under the skin called keloids. Scars that eventually are outside of the skin. Yeah, and, and then it would have just gotten even worse. But we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? Well, let's, people should know okay. what they're getting into. All right. Um so radiation sickness is an acute situation, and it's a cumulative effect. Right. Um, after you get that acute dose of radiation poisoning, is right. another way to call it. Yeah. Uh, and there are three kinds of ionizing radiation, uh, or is this article that the Grabster, he had a couple of nice little quips in here. Did you notice the Neil Young no, reference? No, I, I never would. I would have to say dash Neil Young after it for me to get it. <laughs> and you still wouldn't get it? No. Uh, well, one of his, his paragraphs is entitled Ionizing Radiation and the Damage Done. Uh-huh. I think he was playing on the needle and the damage done, maybe. Probably. It's a Neil Young song. He's a cool cat, Grabster is. Probably so. So, um, like he says, it comes in three flavors, uh, alpha particles, beta particles, and the gamma rays, the aforementioned gamma rays. Uh, alpha particles, the good news is they're the least dangerous Mm-hmm. Uh, for external exposure. And the other good news is your T-shirt. Well, you're not wearing a T-shirt. I'm my, wearing one underneath my an undershirt. Shirt. Well, then you're doubly protected, my yeah. friend, because your clothing is even um, strong enough to stop an external alpha particle. Right. They just bounce harmlessly off of your clothing. That's right. And go wah, wah. Right. So you would think that they're not dangerous at all. Not right. true. Because you can still inhale this stuff, yeah, uh, and ingest it uh, in the form of radon gas, and that's where things can get bad. Yeah, when you ingest um, a radioactive particle, mm-hmm. an ionizing particle, you um, 
it gets into your body. It gets transported around. And as it does, it goes through and is like, hey, Adam, good to meet you. I'm going to knock this electron off. And now you're a free radical if yeah. you're a water molecule. And if you're going to, that's the way we say molecule from now on, yeah, by the way. Sure. And uh, you're going to go off and wreak havoc on other stuff, right? Yeah. Because when this, when the, um, when the, uh, the radioactive particle interacts with an atom and knocks the electron off, that's not the only damage done. No. It, when that electron is released or knocked off, energy in the form of what, 33 electron volts? 33 EVs. Are released. Yeah. And that weakens the chemical bonds holding the atom together. Yeah. So it just totally alters the structure of the atom, right? Yeah. Well, when you're altering the structure of an atom, atoms make up molecules. So you alter the structure of the molecule. When you're talking about molecules, these things make up the basis of everything from the proteins that are expressed in your body that carry out functions to the cells that house these functions, that act as factories. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you have all these weird alterations and like flawed and damaged um, processes in yeah. your body, and it leads to systemic malfunction which leads to your at least severe illness, if not death. And all of this has to do with these little particles going through your body and bombarding and knocking electrons off of their atoms. Yeah, and we'll get into the um, specifics of how much is too much in a bit. But uh, to continue, the beta particles are next up. Uh, they move very fastly with a lot of energy and uh, can travel a few feet when they're emitted from its source. The good news here is is that they can be blocked out by solid objects, not your clothing. It's not solid enough. No, we're but like, like concrete. Or uh, formica. If you were oh, yeah. hiding under your kitchen counter, probably and it, and it would block a beta. 1957. <laughs> I like formica still. It still has its place. Oh, you have, what do you have, like marble or quartz or something? No, my my dining room table is wood. No, 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 your kitchen counter. Oh. Like if you got into a cabinet. Yeah, you know, I don't know what my countertop is. I should. I thought it was something, but then when I redid my kitchen and went to cut it, it it's black and stone, right? Eh, it's sort of this brownish thing. Stone? Well, no, I don't think it's a real stone. Oh, okay. I you went to cut it and did it just like completely mangle your hacksaw? No, because I got the right kind of blade. Um, I did my research. Okay. But it was it was not what I thought it was, and it's impossible to find this stuff now. Oh yeah. So we're just. I kind of, uh, Are you going to redo your countertops? Well, at some point we have to. Are you going to redo them? No. Okay. I was going to say, that's, wow, that's I, a I, project I, right there. I tried to make my own concrete countertop. You know, those <laughs> yeah. look cool. Yeah. And you can do it yourself. I didn't know that. Yeah, you build a frame and you pour the stuff. and um, But it was, uh, it turned out okay for a first try, mm-hmm. but not good enough. Yeah, you don't want okay for the first try no. for your kitchen counters. Man, that stuff is heavy. Yeah, it's concrete. And breaks easily. If you drop it or if you just like are carving a turkey if on it's, it? If you have too long of a piece and like you just have mm. a person on each end, it can snap in half. Uh, you know? You need a short person in the middle. Yeah, with a hard head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, beta particles. Uh, like we said, where were we? Oh, what they can move through. Um, the problem with the beta particles is they're tiny. 8,000 times smaller than the alpha particle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means it can penetrate through your clothing, into your skin. Uh, this is the stuff that if it enters the local food supply or the groundwater, mm-hmm. uh, and it gets in the body that way, you can inhale it, then you're in big trouble. Right. Anytime this stuff gets into your body, you're in big trouble. Yeah. And we should, do you want to talk real quick here about the difference between irradiation and contamination? Did you see that? Yeah. Well, let's finish gamma quickly because I feel like gamma's. Just sort of sitting out there, sad. Yeah, gamma smash. Uh, gamma rays, they're the most dangerous, very high energy, uh, and can travel through most anything, which is why it, anything with gamma rays is going to be lined with like a few inches of lead yeah. or several feet of concrete yep. or both uh, to block those gamma rays. Um, and this is the stuff that gets in your bone marrow and your toast. Yeah. This stuff just goes right through your body, all yeah. the way through, and as it does, it's, it's, it just think of like these radioactive particles as tiny bullets. Yeah. That are ricocheting around. Electron seeking bullets mm-hmm. that are just going after your atoms with a vengeance. 
They're uh, dying hard with a vengeance. <laughs> so contamination versus irradiation. Uh, that's two ways that you can be dosed, mm-hmm. and they're both a little different. Yeah. So, so uh, contamination is what it sounds like. It's where you actually have uh, some sort of radioactive material, maybe like a liquid or a powder or something. Yeah. On your body, on your clothing, in your bodies, even worse. Yeah. But you are, for all intents and purposes, radioactive. You can transfer that radioactivity to other people. Yeah. You're contaminated. Yeah, and like and, you said, it's still pinging around in your body. Yeah, when it gets into your body, it can be transported through your blood, through other um, processes, the transport processes in your body, and it's just wreaking havoc everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it wreaks the most havoc on places where cells regenerate the fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, because the damage is done and spread more quickly, right? Yeah. Um, but that's contamination. You're radioactive. You can spread the radioactivity if you're contaminated. Irradiation is different. Yeah, that's when, like when you go to get your ex- chest x-rayed, uh-huh. you are technically getting irradiation, uh, ir- irradiated? Mm-hmm. Irradiated. Um, the difference is you're not coming into actual contact. Uh, and when the sources turn, when they shut off that machine, uh-huh. it's over. Right. You're no, you're no longer, you're not radioactive. No. So you can't make other people radioactive. And you're, you're not just sitting there with radioactive particles in your body. No. It's done. It's done. Leave it in the past. That's right. Is the motto of irradiation. Yeah. Why are we still talking about it? So they're, they're different, right? Um, and there's, there are different ways you can get contaminated. But I mean, if you stood there in front of an x-ray machine long enough, you wouldn't be contaminated. But you could still have an, you could still develop acute radiation poisoning. Yeah. Um, because the length of exposure would be long enough. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just standing there like a jackass in front of an x-ray machine turned on. It's yeah. your problem. Move to the side. And x-rays are safe, but right. I, I still get a little weirded out every time I go in there and like they put the lead vest on and then run out of the room run out of the room like they've detonated a bomb <laughs> they go yeah. yeah I'm always like oh wait a minute yeah um especially like the mouth ones in your teeth which yeah. I've gotten uh, obviously a lot of you are supposed to um and I know you're in a you're in a ticklish situation in that case but the dentists like to take a lot of x-rays is that because they can charge and yes. get insurance money 100 percent very, I, I'm sure there are plenty of instances where you, they do need a new set of x-rays or whatever, and you do need to get them, but you should be, um, a lot more prone to calling your last dentist, if you're moving dentist and saying, right. I need you to transfer those x-rays, and they should do it for free, willingly. Yeah. So you don't have to get another set, you know, if you change dentists, you know, within a single year. You shouldn't yeah. have too many x-rays. No, Just I cut agree. down on that whenever you can. I, I've always, had the suspicion that they give you the maximum allowable number of x-rays uh-huh. that uh, they can bill for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was just being cynical or if that's a real thing. No. And I feel like dentists as a, a, a profession have really gotten into upselling in the last like decade. Like yeah. really upselling. I'm not saying anything you had done was upselling, but like there's a lot of like offers and and there's a lot of um marketing that goes on during oh, the yeah. average dental visit now. Yeah, there's but it's this, coming uh, like from the dentist. There's a special uh liquid that they ha- it may be fluoride now that I think about it. Some, you know, thing that they say and now here's your thing and they say rinse with this for a minute and then you go leave and it's like $50 for this right. rinse treatment. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't even ask me right if I wanted that. So this last time I went, I have to go four times a year now mm-hmm. because I have short roots, mm-hmm. um, which is my worst nightmare to have to double the amount of time at the dentist. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and that's not including any of my stupid tooth stuff. This is just for cleanings. Oh, I see. Like I just have to go in four times a year now for Jeez. cleaning. Do, they, but do you have your own chair? I do. I should. I certainly bought one <laughs> at this point. But um, I went in this last time. I was like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm going to decline that rinse. Yeah. I was so ready to fight with this lady. Uh-huh. Um, and she didn't give it to me. I think they can sense that. I really? think they can sense when you're paying attention. Uh-huh. When's a good time to upsell? <laughs> when's it, when's a good, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them is the new motto for, for dentistry. All right. Well, we got on this because of x-rays and we're going to take a break and stop venting our frustrations and come back and talk a little bit more about ionizing radiation. 
All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. You know what really stinks? The dentist. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So, Ed points out, if you're going to talk about uh, radiation poisoning, um, what you're looking at is a total dosage, and that includes different factors like uh, what it came from, like we talked about with the alpha or beta or gamma rays, right? Um, how much it was, how long you were exposed, mm-hmm. uh, how much was absorbed. It's not a exact science. It's taken as a total accumulative effect, right? But the the C, the sievert, which takes all those things into account, is it? It's pretty close to exact science as far as measuring human absorption of radiation, right? Yeah. Um, and so. Based on these calculations, which I couldn't find anywhere, how you f- calculate sieverts yeah. specifically, but uh, apparently God. there are people who know how to do this, right? And when you calculate sieverts, you're able to say, oh, okay, well, just flying in an airplane gets you X number of millisieverts or microsieverts on yeah. a five-hour airplane flight or something like that, right? Sure. Um, and we we've come to realize that just living on planet Earth, we are exposed to background radiation yeah. on the order of something like, um, I think 3.6 millisieverts per year. Yeah, that's 0.0036 sieverts. Right. And that's, that's fine. You can totally deal with that. It's when you start getting closer and closer to a full sievert. Because if you'll notice, think sievert or radiation exposure is measured in millisieverts and even microsieverts, a millionth of a sievert, right? Yeah, which is, we love those numbers. And we should say, you know, if you're getting a, an x-ray at the dentist or something like that, you're getting a low level of, of um, exposure to yeah. potentially deadly radiation if, if it were just, if you were standing next to what's producing the x-rays outside of an x-ray machine mm-hmm. and you were holding that, you'd be in big trouble. Okay. The fact is you're not exposed to it like that. You're exposed to doses that, as far as we understand scientifically right now, the human can take and it's not going to have any adverse effects. It's when you start getting closer to a full sievert yeah. that you really run the risk of acute radiation poisoning. Yeah, like 0.75 sieverts will get you sick um, and weaken your immune system. Three sieverts, uh, you need medical attention or you will probably die. Yeah. Um, but you will probably live if you do have medical care. Um, if you get a dose of 10 sieverts at once, you are dead. Uh, even if you do get medical care. Yeah. That's like a death sentence, basically. <clears throat> um, but you're not going to encounter that uh, at all. So you don't need to worry about that unless you work in a lab or something. And, and there's some, an accident. Yeah. Which we'll talk about some of those that have happened. Right. But, um, 10 sieverts is really bad news. Ten sieverts, uh, you're toast. Yeah. Um, between ten, I'm sorry, between one and ten, you got about a 50-50 chance of dying within a month. Right. And if it's uh, a, a less, if it's not just one big blast and it's over time, then it's your odds are a little bit better. Totally different. 
But yeah. it's a totally different, like prolonged exposure yeah. is different than the kind of acute exposure that, that creates radiation sickness, right? Correct. And Ed points out too that the, the factors that are included in the formulation of a sievert, a radiation dose is, they're not absolute. It's not like, hey buddy, here's 10 doses or here's 10 sieverts of radiation, you're toast. Right. It would be slightly, I think that actually probably is absolute, but let's say two. Yeah. It's going to be different depending on where you were exposed, what right. part of your body, how old you are, yeah. what kind of immune health you have, um, and a, a number of different factors, the type of particle that you're exposed to. So it's different, but for the most part, once you get higher and higher along the Sievert scale, yeah. it does become kind of absolute as far as human mortality is concerned. Yeah. Uh, if you do get exposed, uh, you are going to get sick very, very quickly. Um I mean, sometimes it's like you immediately start vomiting. Or lose consciousness. Yeah, your body is just so immediately poisoned. Yeah. Um, it's hardcore. Uh, nausea, diarrhea, headache, fever. Um, like you said, you can be knocked unconscious. And I looked everywhere to find out what happens that makes you lose consciousness. And I have the impression that they don't really know. It doesn't make sense. What, what about radiation yeah. makes you lose consciousness? Unless it just completely alters the effects of your... Or the, the action of your neurons, I guess. Yeah, see, you get a little more inquisitive about that stuff. I hear that and I just think, yeah, your brain just overloads. And <laughs> it's bad. Down. Well, no, I'm like, what happened? Why yeah. that, why that, why that person just lose consciousness by being exposed to an x-ray <laughs> machine? That's not good. What's the science behind that? I, uh, that's what I sound like in my head. <laughs> um, burns on the body. Uh, we talked about external exposure. Um, bad scarring. Uh, there's something called a latent period after that initial uh, set of symptoms. Yeah, this is just mean. Where you don't have symptoms. Yeah, you get better. Yeah, they, you know, things kind of go away, but I don't think anyone thinks they're going to get better because they know about the the lull. But now, but I'll bet the first few people sure. who died from radiation sickness are like, "Wow, this is miraculous!" Right. And then, bleh. yeah. So the the initial symptoms are very obvious and very bad. And then there's that latent period, like you said, it was a lull. A few weeks even. Yeah. And apparently what's going on at that point is the damage that has been done immediately. And I mean like when, for example, your DNA is altered. Yeah. It happens on the, in, in the billions, trillionths of a second that, that damage is done. Yeah. If a free radical is created, it still takes on the order of like a second to, to do this damage. So it's very quick. But the effects of that damage take a little while to appear. But when they when they do appear, it's like, oh man, you're you're having multi organ failure right now because yeah. you, you were exposed to so much ionizing radiation. Your cells were so totally altered, um, and your DNA was ultimately altered too yeah. that your body's not functioning properly. And some parts of your body are definitely more susceptible than others. Like I said, the ones where cells replicate more frequently, like the lining of your gut, right. And that's a big problem if your gut's messed up. Oh, yeah. Because you're prone to uh, infections. Yeah. Which is not good. You don't want a gut infection. No, you, you don't. You had one of those. Yeah, I did. You had staph, a staph stomach infection, and I've Was never seen a human being sicker than you were. <laughs> And you had to fly home. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. You had to get on a plane as that was hitting you. I felt so bad, dude. It was pretty bad. You were green. Yeah. Green. Your face was green. Like the Hulk. Like the Hulk. <laughs> you had a gamma ray burst of radiation. I had a gamma ray burst in my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> gross. That's so gross. Standing up? Uh, Standing up, sitting down, lying down. I got you. Everywhere. Um, so that latent period, if it's, uh, it's shorter, the, the smaller the dose, wait, shorter, the larger the dose, the latent period. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, if you get dosed with more than 10, there is no latent period at all. Right. It's the, it doesn't take a break. No. You're just one way. Toast. Yeah. So, um, like you said, after that uh, latent period wears off is when it's really clear what's happened inside your body. And uh, one thing we haven't specifically talked about yet is the is your bone marrow, mm-hmm. which is a very bad place to get radiation poisoning, because it basically that's you know where you produce uh, blood cells to, yeah. to make your body better. Yep. And it basically shuts down your immune system uh, because there's so much damage. 
and now you can't even make yourself better or try to make yourself better. Yeah, it either it either directly damages the cells and kills them, right? Yes. So therefore, you're just not making as many cells. You don't have as many white blood cells. And then it also can damage the DNA yeah. in your cells, so that when this they are when it is making more white blood cells, it's not making them correctly. So there's malfunctioning white blood cells. So yeah, your immune system's toast. You're anemic at that point. Yeah. Well, that's from the red blood cells being affected as well. Yeah. And then again, it, when your gut gets um, assaulted, you got a lot of bacteria in your gut, and it's beneficial so long as it's in your gut. When it leaks into the rest of your body, you can get blood infections. Ugh. From that, because the the um, stomach lining is not is not protecting your stomach like it's supposed to any longer. Yeah, it's bad news, man. It is bad news. All right, well, let's take another break, and um, we'll talk about some of these tragedies and accidents uh, when we get back. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. So, Chuck, um, we know actually, fortunately, very little about the effects of ionizing radiation on the human body. Yeah. Because there's not that many people who have died from it. Um, basically, everything we know comes from... Industrial accidents, like Three Mile Island mm -hmm. or Fukushima. Yeah. Um, and then the nuclear bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yes. Which, by the way, any time that comes up, I feel it's, it's totally worth mentioning going to see the Hiroshima Peace Memorial oh, yeah. Museum. Like, I think everybody in the world should have to go to this. It's so well done. Really? It's so ghastly, some of the stuff that they're showing. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and in it's it's basically Hiroshima saying this happened to us, so we're going to take um, this terrible gift that was bestowed on us and turn it into um, a, a way to keep it from ever happening again. And yeah. that's what they did with it. If you're well, ever in Japan, make a trip to Hiroshima to check it out. We'll talk about those then, since we're there. Uh, I ran across a cool article on a website mm -hmm. called Today I Found Out, which is. A neat site. You ever yeah. been there? Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was called, Why Can People Live in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki Now But Not Chernobyl? Um, so here's a little background. And I think it it should have its own podcast at some point for sure. Which one? The 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 bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Okay. But here's, here's a short version. Um, on August 6, 1945, uh, the bomb Little Boy uh, was a uranium bomb, uh, was dropped on Hiroshima. 140 pounds of uh, uranium, but uh, these were detonated, both of them were above each city. Mm -hmm. It's like 2,000 feet above Hiroshima. Uh, only two pounds of the 140 pounds uh, underwent nuclear fission, um, and then 16 kilotons of explosive force. So because uh, Hiroshima was on a plane, it caused a lot of damage. Um, 
estimated 70,000 people were killed on that day, Jeez. period. Yeah. 70,000. Another 70,000 injured and about 70% of the buildings uh, gone. Um, for Fat Man, which was uh, a few days later on Nagasaki on August 9th, uh, only two pounds, uh, this was plutonium, and only two pounds of that uh, underwent fission. And that was about 1,600 feet in the air. But because it's a valley, a lot of the city was protected, mm-hmm. still killed about uh, between 45,000 and 70,000 people immediately. And I get the feeling that a lot of that stuff was just the blast impact yeah. for these were, were just so immense. Or the burns were so bad. Yeah. So bring in Chernobyl, because this article compares you know, the, the conditions there at these mm-hmm. places. Chernobyl was a preventable disaster, a uh, nuclear disaster. That had, uh, the way they say in this article was that the, the reactors had a built-in instability, was the quote. Um, so basically when the reaction got hotter and hotter, the coolant would decrease and just make everything less stable and they couldn't control it. So they did some, uh, went to do some tests one day on April 26, 1986, uh, to see how long these turbines would run after the reactor was down. Mm-hmm. So in order to do this, they had to turn off all these uh, safety controls and remove, you know, I think we talked about the control rods. Yeah. And um, how a nuclear well, meltdown works. Yeah, how nuclear meltdown works. So these control rods absorb the neutrons and limit the reaction. They had to remove, jeez, uh, how many? Only all but six of the 205 control rods for this test. Mm-hmm. And they shut down the safety system. Jeez. So it was just ready for disaster, basically. Why um, were they doing that? Just for fun? No, they were trying to see how long these turbines would run once everything was shut down. But right. in order to do that, you had to do all these other things. That's like figuring out how much weight a bridge can take by driving increasingly heavy trucks across it yeah. until it collapses. Yeah. And what? systematically weakening it as you do it. That's insane. Yeah, it was not a good idea. And they said it all came down to, like, the hubris of the the people who designed it and were working there. Wow. It was totally preventable. So uh, a lot of these uh, graphite rods, they tried to put them back in there, and they fractured because there was a design flaw in them, and there was an explosion. Uh, it, it basically just blew it up. Um, seven to ten tons of nuclear fuel were released that day only. Uh, 28 people died immediately, and over 90,000 square miles uh, of land were contaminated. How many people died immediately? Uh, 28 that were just like in the area. I gotcha. Uh, and then, of course, you can't get accurate numbers on fallout since then because sure. they're not really sharing that information. But uh, by 2005, there were 7,000 cases of thyroid cancer uh, in the Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia alone. So obviously it had an effect. But um, nowadays, people can live in Japan and those two places and they say that the levels of background radiation are basically like anywhere else in the world. But Chernobyl is still, they have a, a zone where like you can't live there at all anymore. Yeah. So the difference is basically uh, the amount of fuel, uh, only two pounds, like I said, of each of those bombs, um, only two pounds underwent fission. And a hundred. there was 180 tons of nuclear fuel released at Chernobyl. That's crazy that there's any of Chernobyl even left. Yeah. It doesn't blow up the whole town. Well, and they're studying, um, well, I think the explosion wasn't anything like Nagasaki or Hiroshima. I gotcha. It, it was just, just blew the, the stuff into the air. Yeah. I gotcha. But, um, they're studying that area now because it's a big, you know, like you said, you don't have this opportunity to see what it means for the ecology of that area mm-hmm. and the ecosystem. And like they found some things have like adapted and are thriving. Yeah. And lately there've been reports that are like animals there like living bears. And, yeah. Like normal animals that aren't, you know, three eyed bears and <laughs> right. stuff like that. No blinky the fish. Uh, and the other difference was that, um, it, it was on the ground and these other, you know, the bombs are detonated 2000 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. So while it's airborne, it just has a bigger impact. Obviously, if it's like literally ground level, huh? So that's sort of the deal on why you can not live in Chernobyl anytime soon. Yeah, they're finally entombing the uh, reactor. That's it's just oh, really? supposed to, yeah. They, I mean, they tried before, but they did a pretty terrible job of it, and it was already leaking and cracking. So now they're building. I think other countries are helping them with it. They're building like this huge tomb to go around it. Wow! So nobody can enter for I think at least a century. Jeez. Yeah. 
Well, there have been some uh, scientists, too, though, that, that had minor, well, not minor for them, but minor accidents in labs that yeah. were exposed heavily. Like the stuff that, that created their, that led to their deaths were just so small. Yeah. With anything else, you would probably even barely notice that you'd messed up, but these guys died because of it. Yeah, two dudes, notably working on the same core, plutonium core, yeah, it came but not be, at the same time. A, like a year apart. Yeah. And it came to be called the Demon Core for that reason, because it killed two people. Yeah, one guy was a physicist named Harry K. Uh, Daglian Jr. He got a 5.1 sievert exposure in 1945. Not good. Uh, and died 25 days later. And who's the other guy? Louis Slotten. Yeah. Slotten, um, he was... He was basically messing with the core with a, a screwdriver from what I read. And, um, just the screwdriver just barely slipped it, just a little bit. And I guess came in, it allowed the, the cover to come in contact with the core and the core went subcritical for half a second. Wow. He luckily was like able to like throw the core off. So it didn't really lead to an even bigger problem that killed more people. Yeah. But it led to his death. And um, he got a 21 sievert dose. We've been saying 10 is almost, you know, yeah. instantly fatal. He lost consciousness and threw up immediately. And he died, I think, nine days later. Yeah, I can't believe it took that long. Yeah. You know? But the air turned blue around him. Yeah. And there was like a visible wave of heat. Yeah, and he was uh, immediately after his death, I think he was kind of praised for containing the accident. Yeah. But then later on, even after that, they were like, yeah, but he did something wrong that led to it to begin with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of a, you did a good job, but you shouldn't have done it. Well, what's said, it also killed somebody else. Um, a guard who was in the room died years later from cancer that they're like, that was definitely from oh, that really? exposure. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So what happens if you, I mean, how can they treat this stuff? Surprisingly, they can treat it. Like, if you think about radioactive particles entering your body, mm -hmm. you'd just think it'd be like, well, here's some morphine. I hope you had a nice life. Right. But there's actually stuff they can do to treat it. Um, and one of the first things they do if you're contaminated is they wash you off. Right. Seems like a good step one because sure. you can get some of that stuff off. But if it's in your body, they have to give you drugs that are known to actually bind to radioactive materials and then flush out of your system. Yeah. Like Prussian blue dye is actually good for um, cesium and thallium poisoning. Um, it's like it's a blue dye yeah. that goes in and it binds to the stuff and um, holds it so it's no longer going through your body wreaking yeah. havoc. Since you're then coming you, with me. Then you poop it out. Yep. There's another one. You going to try this one? Oh, diethylene triamine pentaesic acid. <laughs> Not bad. Or DTPA? Benta acetic acid. That was the easier part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's call it that. So that one's good for plutonium, among other things, and they inject you with that. And it does basically the same thing. It seeks out those radioactive particles, binds to them, and then you pee it out. So, it, I mean, it is possible to treat people who've been contaminated with radioactive stuff. I just want to point out, every time Josh said binds to him, you hug your stomach. <laughs> what is that all about? I, I don't know. <laughs> Hadn't really noticed I'd done that, but it's true. Both times. Uh, what else can they do? They can prevent infection uh, if your immune system's compromised Yeah. because of the bone marrow. Uh, you could have a bone, uh, I'm sorry, a blood transfusion if you only have a little bit of bone marrow damage. Yeah. Um, that could help you out. But if it is uh, too severe, you would have to have a complete bone marrow transplant right and then and even then you're not yeah. guaranteed to be okay you're in pretty bad shape if that's going on um did you read about this uh goiana brazil accident i did it is nuts it's crazy so back in 1987 there were i guess some people who were just wandering around an abandoned hospital in goiana brazil yes two two dudes uh scrap salesmen okay like scavenger salesmen okay so they found, I guess, maybe an x-ray machine or something like that and cracked it open. And there was a cake of glowing blue cesium inside. And they said, well, this looks pretty. Let's take it with us. And they did. And they sold it to people, <laughs> including some children who rubbed it on their skin so that they would glow in the dark. Yeah. And a lot of these people died very shortly afterward. Yeah, they took, I mean, it wasn't just the raw stuff. They took the machine uh -huh. in a wheelbarrow 
and then spent the next few days like trying to take this machine apart uh-huh. to get to this glow. Right. Because, I mean, they thought it was like supernatural. They didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, these dudes started vomiting and stuff, of course, went to the doctor and they're like, it's food poisoning. Um, <laughs> here's a, here's a Coke. <laughs> Go home. It's clams. Drink Bag this clams. Soda. Uh, so one of the guys finally freed some of this glowing g- g- blue goo. He thought it was gunpowder and tried to light it on fire. It didn't light. Guess it's not flammable. Uh, and then he sold it to a scrapyard, like you said, for 25 bucks. Um, and this guy, the owner of the scrapyard, I think it was his uncle, was like, man, I, everyone come and see this. And he invited, like, for three days, like, family and guests mm-hmm. could all come over and look. They called it carnival glitter. And like you said, this, I mean, it's really sad, but this guy's daughter was, like, rubbing it on her skin mm-hmm. and her bed sheets. And uh, they were just enamored with the stuff. So, again, a lot of people died from this. Um, well, not... four people died. Four, Still, it's a lot. No, four people died, but they... 249 people had significant levels of material in their body, and 112,000 people were examined. And they demolished several square city blocks, just gone. They're like, this is contaminated, we have to get rid of it. They just leveled parts of that city. Yeah, it was crazy. All because some guys like broke into an x-ray machine. Yeah. Because somebody just left it in an abandoned hospital. Yeah, I think there were guards but the guard was off duty or something there still shouldn't be like x-ray machines in an no, abandoned hospital yeah that was i think uh i think they ended up there being lawsuits of i course. would hope so yeah man so that's, that's it right i got nothing else i don't either that's uh radiation sickness we hope that this saves you or someone you love if you're ever going through an abandoned hospital and you come across an x-ray machine <laughs> don't crack it open yeah just observe it from afar. Well, we always talk about exploring abandoned structures, and it's super dangerous. Oh, yeah? It, they're all fraught with dangers. They definitely are. And probably one you wouldn't think about with something like this. Yeah. You know? Have I ever talked about Grossinger's? I don't think so. Man, there's this one side about Grossinger's. It's just What's amazing. Grossinger's? It's a, it's a Catskills resort that was abandoned in the 80s. It's just, now it's almost completely reclaimed by the forest. But about five, ten years ago, somebody went and documented it at like peak decay. Oh, wow. Where the structures are still there, but mm-hmm. just totally coming in. So creepy. Um, Why is that so fascinating? I don't know, but it's, there, there's, I, I can't remember what the name of the site is, but it's Grossinger's. And this guy went many, many years, uh-huh. like, over, or many times over the years and documented it. And I think his dad was the caretaker there as the place was shutting down, so he knew the place really well, and he has, like, old photos from while it was still in use to compare and contrast. It's just amazing. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it was completely overtaken now by forest fairies and imps. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. (laughs) And the Hulk. (laughs) Have you ever seen Hulk Hodgman? What? It's a Twitter account where it's, like, stuff Hodgman says or would say. Yeah, but as the Hulk... Wow. I mean, I've heard the Hulk for other things, but not There's Hodgman. one for Hodgman. I'm not sure how he feels about how it. sounds. you got to check it out. Boy, my mind is swirling. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you say listener mail? Oh, no. If you want to know more about radiation sickness, you can type those words in the search bar at How Stuff Works. And since I said search bar, it's time for listener mail. Uh, I'm going to call this something I've never really thought about before. Uh, hey guys, I'm a loyal listener from the very beginning. I've listened to every podcast and watched all of your TV shows, episodes. Wow. Um, and most, if not all, of your internet roundups. How about that? This person is yeah, button for punishment. Man, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm writing about a very serious topic and one that is dear to my heart: uh, the high rate of physician and medical student suicide. Uh, this is one of the highest stress careers in terms of training, debt, work schedule, and trying not to take on the stress of every one of your patients that you see. Uh, you are not allowed, I'm sorry, we, she's speaking first person, we are not allowed to have any mental health weaknesses where we risk being labeled a liability by the medical board, our employers, our peers, and even our own patients. Um, I never really thought about that, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't like... Stoic doctors, what yeah. everybody wants. Um, our school, see, I want a wacky doctor. Like Patch Adams? Yeah, like a whoopee cushion or a joy oh. buzzer every now and then. <laughs> Uh, our schooling and training are grueling. It can be an emotional uh, roller coaster. We're sleep deprived. 
made to feel inadequate on a daily basis, and often humiliated and belittled in front of our peers. Uh, she said it was tougher than 11 years in the Army. Jeez. Uh, we're supposed to convince our patients to seek help when they need it, but we are certain to harm our own careers if we personally reach out for help. So uh, she said that in recent years she uh, had a hit close to home. A classmate committed suicide before graduating, oh, and his parents have spoken out uh, and have gotten together with a filmmaker to create a documentary called Do No Harm, uh, exposing the silent epidemic. So they have a lot of support. Um, you can go to their Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash do no harm the film. And um, they have a Kickstarter that you can look up. If you just Google uh, Kickstarter, do no harm documentary, they're really close. That's great. Just a couple of thousand away from their uh, finishing oh, yeah. funds. Nice. So I think they are going to, maybe even by this time it'll be done. But uh, if anyone out there felt like throwing a few dollars their way, that'd be great. Uh, so that's from Brooklyn Bertels. A fourth-year medical student. Thanks a lot, Brooklyn. That's really that was a great email. It took a really a turn at the at the beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah. So thanks for that. Um, and if you guys want, you can go help that Kickstarter out. And if you want to hang out with us, you can hang out with us on Twitter at SYSK Podcast, and the same for Instagram. You can join us on Facebook.com/slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to stuffpodcast.howstuffworks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, stuffyoushouldknow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today.